0: Hello and welcome to this Radio Stockton podcast. I've not created a fairly long podcast for a few weeks now. Unfortunately, I've had quite a lot going on. That has robbed me of my time. Although one thing I am quite pleased about, I've been employed to narrate a novel. I can't say too much about it at the moment, because I've not finished narrating it, but it's for a successful writer, with around eight or nine bucks under his belt. The particular novel that I'm narrating, for its theme... Well, it's about criminal behaviour, robbery, blackmail, taking things from you that you shouldn't really take, money, and that kind of leads me on to what I'm going to be talking about in this particular podcast. You'll know the saying, I'm sure, money makes the world go round. That's never been more true than it is today, although one of my favourite novels, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, well, The Great Gatsby documents the lives of a fabulously wealthy couple and how they stick together to keep their wealth despite hating each other. Despite hatred, money seems to bond people together. I know Gatsby is fiction, but it seems that the love of money is stronger than real love between real
1: people. Gatsby believed in the green light, the orgastic future that year by year recedes before us. Gatsby believed in the green light. Believe the orgastic future.
0: Well, we've all got to make money, I suppose. The when I was around 15 or perhaps 16 years old, I worked at the mulberry tree in Stockton Heath. I had a very important job. I collected all the empty beer glasses and returned them to the bar for Gordon and Sue, the landlord and landlady at the time. Of course, then the glasses would be washed, ready to fill up again for the next customers. You don't see glass collectors today, do you? Not one specifically employed to do exactly that job and nothing else. I suppose it's because pubs can't really afford to employ people to do that. Instead, they'll get the bar staff to do it. Mind you, back in those days, when I was working in the mulberry tree, those were the days that pubs were always full, or nearly full anyway, pretty much every night of the week. Perhaps it had something to do with last orders being at 10.30, Every day, except for Sunday. And if I remember correctly, Sunday last orders was 10pm. Well, despite the popularity of pubs in those days, I reckon profits were still quite low. The profit margins on beer has always been tight. In fact, to skip forward a few years, I used to go out with the daughter of the landlord of the Hatton Arms. I think I was around about 18 and 19 at the time. I can't remember, to be quite honest. Anyway, Louise's dad, Bernard, he ran the hat and arms at the time. I think he always had done. I remember him telling me he was getting increasingly squeezed by the brewery and was only making less than a penny a pint. And that was then, back in the late 70s, early 80s. And in fact Bernard was talking about lager, where the price has always been higher than bitter. Clearly pubs had to adapt. And I think you'll agree, that is what has happened. Since those early eighties days, real ale pubs have become more prominent. Pubs like Stockton Heave's Costello's, or even village halls, such as the one in Appleton Thorn, where to this day, Derek and Alison serve up great real ale at an okay price. It's never going to be as cheap as buying three bottles from Morrisons for a fiver, but admit it, a village hall, a country pub or even a big pub. They have staff to pay, heating to pay, electricity, etc, etc. If you factor in how much you are paying for those three bottles from Morrisons, if you add in what you are paying for your heating, your lighting, any electricity and gas that you are using whilst drinking, then the price does go up. In fact, I was in the Hat and Arms last night. I only stopped off for a quick pint of Hat and Gold. Very nice it was too. Whilst I was in there, what I did notice that has changed from when I used to go in 30 years ago, there was now some music playing in the background, and the Pretender song Brass in Pocket played away in the background. Whilst I was there, there were a few other people sitting at the next table, and from their accents, I could tell that three of them were from around here or the North anyway, whilst one was clearly a Southerner. And it was whilst that song Brass in Pocket was playing that I overheard the Southerner say to his friends, What does it mean? What does Brass in Pocket mean? And it got me thinking about everyday sayings, such as Brass in Pocket, and water under the bridge, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, etc, etc. Curious sayings, but actually when you analyse them, they mean quite a lot. I was recently asked to do a remix of a song for a friend. It was a full band recording, guitars and bass and keyboards, in fact multiple guitar parts, and vocals and harmonies. I was asked to do a remix of their version of Brass in Pocket. Well, after a little while playing around with it, I took a liberty and re-recorded an acoustic guitar part and just left that with the original vocal. Here it is, have a quick listen.
2: Got brass in pocket Got bottle, I'm gonna use it. Intention, I feel invented. Gonna make you, make you, make you notice. Got motion, restrained emotion. Been driving, Detroit leaning. No reason, just seems so pleasing. Gonna make you, make you, make you notice. Gonna use my arms, gonna use my legs, gonna use my style, gonna use my side step, gonna use my fingers, gonna use my, my, my imagination. Oh-oh, cause I'm gonna make you see snow me, I'm special, so special I got to have some of your attention Give it to me Got rhythm, can't miss beat Got new skank, so read I got something I'm winking at you Gonna make you you, make you notice I'm gonna use my arms, I'm gonna use my legs, I'm gonna use my style, I'm gonna use my side step, I'm gonna use my fingers, I'm gonna use my, my, my imagination, oh, oh, cause I'm gonna make you see there's nobody else here, no one like me. I gotta have some of your attention Give it to me cause I'm gonna make you see There's nobody else here, no one like me I'm special, so special I gotta have some of your attention Give it to me
0: OK, I quite like that, I may not be the best guitarist in the world, but it seems to work.
2: Baby when you walk.
0: After I left the Hatton Arms, I drove over to Appleton Thorn Village Hall. On this occasion, I didn't go in, mainly because the car park was absolutely jam-packed. I looked through the window and... Well, there was absolutely nowhere to sit down or even stand up comfortably. Clearly out of town village pubs, or in this case a village hall, providing a great service can attract custom. It's just a case of offering something that the town centre pubs don't. A friendly atmosphere. I can't say the prices are any cheaper than they are in the town centre equivalent, so it's not the price that's doing it, it's clearly something else. A warm and relaxing friendly atmosphere. It's got to be, hasn't it? and in fact diversification of a traditional business model seems to work well. That's one of the things I like about the Hatton Arms today or to give it its correct name today, the Hatton although I'll never stop calling it the Hatton Arms as long as I've got arms to drink with. What I like about them is yes they have diversified and on a Sunday morning between 8am and 11am they are providing a breakfast service. So I suggest get down there and enjoy.
3: If you see her now, I don't wanna know about all the things she does with him. Even now, after all this time, it hurts.
0: the same token, one of the things that I've always admired about Corks Out is Roof started it off as a small wine shop but has now diversified so that if you are in Stockton Heath and you want a coffee but don't want to go into one of the chains, you can nip into Corks Out and have a coffee or even in the evening if you want to sit in the back under their illuminated and heated back area then I'm sure you'll be made warmly welcome. As I sat in the Hatton Arms drinking that one drink, I'm not sure why, but I got to thinking where the places and the villages along the southern edge of Warrington get their names. Villages such as Appleton, Stretton, Hatton. Well they all end in ton, T O N. Why is that? It can't be a coincidence.
3: If you see her now I don't wanna know with him. Even now after all this time't so tell me that Well,
0: these three villages were villages for over a thousand years, and were three distinct townships of Cheshire until 1974, when they became part of Warrington Borough. You'll probably realise that the three villages are linked by an ancient routeway which runs from the east at Grappenhall and Appleton to the west through Stretton and on to Hatton. the route from Cartridge Lane, grapnel Lane, Stretton Road and along Hatton Lane is pretty much in exactly the same place as it has always been. Obviously new developments have appeared on each side of this ancient routeway, but the route itself remains almost intact. And in fact, that got me thinking a few weeks ago about what Hatton, and the Hatton Arms in particular, would look like when we contrast it with an idyllic 1940s view with a global, warmed, 2040s dystopian prediction. And simply as a method of creating some digital illustrations for a training course I was creating, I conjured up a couple of digital illustrations in Adobe's Photoshop and Illustrator using a Wacom tablet. If you want to see them, have a quick look at my Twitter feed, the Radio Stockton Twitter feed.
3: In the ocean, fold me in your arms, so I feel your emotion. In your lost in the ocean, fold me in your arms, so I feel your emotion. Fold me in your when I'm lost in the ocean, fold me in your arms, so
4: I feel your emotion. I get so caught up in life, it's so incredibly moving. I get so caught up in you The
0: 1940s version of the Hatton Arms looks idyllic whereas the 2040s prediction, the dystopian prediction about global warming has a river running down Hatton Lane outside the pub Have a look and you'll see what I mean
4: I turn to you And you help me carry on
0: Of the three villages, it's arguable that Stretton is the most important historically, because it not only features along the east to west route, but also on the north to south Roman road that runs from Quarry Lane up to Owens Corner, and then along that footpath that leads south to Stretton St. Matthew's Church, and then across over towards the Stretton Fox. The Stretton Fox, another great pub. You know, really round here, we're really blessed with great pubs. That footpath from Owens Corner Up to St. Matthew's Church. I walked that pretty much nearly every day for seven years as I took my daughters to school at the adjacent primary school to the church. Idyllic days. The Stretton crossroads with the Catton Line on one side and the post office on the other is prominently placed to make Stretton appear to be the more dominant of the trio of the Tun villages Appleton, Stretton, and Hatton. In fact, the meaning of Stretton is the settlement on the street, though the street referred to is most likely to be the north to south Roman route rather than the east to west route. Whenever I'm creating a podcast like this, I always like to dig into the history of the particular area and see if we can find out any famous residents. Well, despite being three lovely South Warrington villages, there's not a great deal of, shall we say, famous history that can be discovered about any of them. Yes, Hatton Village was where Rebecca lived, Rebecca Wade, soon to become Rebecca Brooks, and that's where she lived when she was at school, just around the corner from my ex-girlfriend's dad's pub, the Hatton Arms, in fact, Louise, the daughter, has made quite a name for herself in the art world. Unsurprising, really, when you look at her art. Well, to be honest, that's pretty much about it for Hatton. I can't find any other famous residents. Now, I know down the road at Dalsbury, Lewis Carroll features prominently, but we'll leave that for another time. Maybe a notable person of Stretton was Richard Greenhall, the twin brother of Gilbert Greenhall. I knew we'd get back to be a sooner or later. Richard, the non-brewery boss, was MP for Warrington and the rector of Stretton from 1831. In 1855, he married Elizabeth Lyon of Appleton Hall. And in fact, between what was Appleton Grammar School and Broomfields, now just the upper and lower sites of the school, is Lyon's Lane, named after the Lyon family. The original Appleton Hall is now sadly demolished. I'm talking about Appleton Hall as a hall, not when it was named as a school. As I say, now sadly demolished, though you can still see part of the original gateway along London Road on the opposite side of the road, between Quarry Lane and the golf club. And this kind of leads me back to where we started. Richard Greenhall, from a wealthy family, marrying Elizabeth Lyon, also from a wealthy family. Two wealthy families joining together. I'm sure it was purely for love, and not the love of money, that was mentioned in The Great Gatsby.
1: Gatsby believed in the green light. Future that year by year recedes before us. Gatsby believed in the green light, believed the orgastic future. Believed the orgastic future.
0: When I was researching, I found out that Richard Greenall commissioned the rebuilding of St. Matthew's Chancel in 1859. He died in 1867, and if I remember correctly, his very large tomb is in the graveyard of St. Matthews, so even in death, money buys you prominence. After he died, the rest of St. Matthews was rebuilt as his memorial. But the more you think about it, money, and how it motivates and drives people on, understandably, I suppose. I mean, you can't do anything without money, but is it worth sacrificing everything you've got in the pursuit of pounds?
1: Looted us then, that's no matter.
0: it worth it? Once you've gone, it'll just be lost in the ocean.
1: Gatsby believed in the green light, the orgastic future that year by year recedes before us. future.
4: I get so caught up in life, it's so incredibly moving I get so caught up in you, it's so incredibly moving When all life troubles have gone, and all in life does me wrong When life goes on and on, I turn to you, and you help me carry on Cross the bridge with you, you Throw a stick in the water Watch it drift to the other side Once it swept away, it's Lost in the ocean So much ocean you can hide When all life troubles have gone when all in left is moron, when life goes on and on, I turn to you and you help me carry on.